Establishing connection. Designation DJ. Good link. Connected. Designation JRO. Good link. Connected. Designation Scotty. Good link. Connected. Designation Raven. Good link. Unavailable. Designation Vixie. Good link. Unavailable. live from your anus <laughs> all right welcome to dudecast 7 dude venture at fan x make sure to head over to facebook.com slash dudes from alteria and give a like or follow i'm dj and i've got scotty in who has somehow managed to not end up shot up by the violence of baltimore hi and i've got the recovering fan jro back home here in lovely utah hola it would appear that Vixie held true to her promise last week and found Raven and silenced the distraction as a birthday present to herself. So neither are here today. So yeah, Scotty, it's been a while. Yeah, it has. It's been like two weeks or something. Something like that. Actually, I think it's been like three weeks, but who's counting? Right? No, not me. Right? No, no one's but, counting. Yeah. So how's life been this last couple weeks? Yeah, it's been not too bad. Just been really busy. Working and sleeping and then working again. How about yours? Yeah, I've been extremely busy because we moved over to these weekly things. So now I'm spending a lot of time working on DudeCast stuff Mm. and a lot of time (laughs) working on work stuff. And then I've got that graphic novel I was talking about. I spent a lot of time working on that the last couple weeks. So I'm pretty exhausted at this point. (laughs) I got too much going on. I need to... I need to unwind. You got a pretty big plate there, it sounds like. I do. I do. Too big, maybe. Possibly. (laughs) Nah, it's probably about right. I just got to figure out how to balance it all. I think where I'm at is pretty good. Now that I'm pretty much done with what I need to do with the graphic novel for right now, so if I can just focus that energy now toward like my other writing that is all me and doesn't depend on other people, I think it would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. How about you, uh, J-Ro? How's your last couple weeks been? They're awesome. Not really. I was busy as hell at work. Uh, that one week, the last week that we recorded was ridiculous. And then the following week, I actually took it off and went to Fanix. So uh, I only had, I think it worked two days between the holiday and then being off for it. So um, I had a blast there. But damn, I forgot how tiring that is. That's... Uh, I don't think I've recovered from it yet. It's I'm so tired. I only spent a day. You didn't even spend a day. What are you talking about? You were there for a few hours. Dude, I was there a day. <laughs> well, you I got, got there at like... You got there at like noon and left at like four. I left at like six something. Six. Well, still, <laughs> that's not a day. <laughs> I mean, I spent like an hour of that with your youngest kid who was named after me. So that was like two days. Like, man, that kid... Uh, he's nuts, right? He's, he's got a lot of energy. Um, I'm pretty sure that if there was a way to tap that energy to make it power, I would never have to pay a power bill again. Yep. Yeah. California would find a way to tax it. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's very, uh, that's very true. They tax everything. He emits methane. We have to tax it. It is bad for the environment. 
we're also going to tax the the rainwater because you know the rainwater needs to be taxed you can't have free water no no can't have that no rain barrels right that's illegal we own the rain right (laughs) wait that's illegal (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah let's get away from that right now well i guess i guess i can tie kind of into the fanix anyway because of yeah it's time for you to talk about the old fanix all right tell us more about it we want to know more what did you do who did you get pictures with what was the experience like what celebrity touched you inappropriately I'm not going to reveal that information. Or which celebrity touched you appropriately. It wasn't really inappropriate. (laughs) No, um, I actually got a photo op with uh, John Rice Davies. You know, maybe I'll put it up on on our Facebook page and wherever else we have social media shit. Hey, I just have to ask. So he had an escort with him. Was that escort dude like really cool? Like a bald dude that's like my height? I did not see or anything. I shook his hand twice and that was about it. So I actually, I, I really like John Rice Davies and he was, he was pretty damn funny. Uh, hold on. My list, my list took a shit on me. So, okay. So while you do that, so the reason I asked about his escort is because his escort is a dude I worked with. So he got to spend the entire weekend with John Rice Davies. That's, that's pretty damn cool. Yeah. He, uh, complained about it because the dude apparently never takes a break. It's just go, 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 go. Oh, yeah. From the moment he got there to the moment he left, just nonstop go. He wouldn't, uh, most celebrities, it's like, oh, I've got a panel that I've got to get to. We're just going to have to cut the line here. He was like, no, I don't give a shit if I have a panel. I'm going to, uh, you guys are going to have to tell people, whoever's at the back of the line, like you're going to have to go back there and you're going to have to stop new people from getting in the line so that the people who have been standing here waiting get their two minutes with me. <laughs> he, he's definitely uh, he's he's definitely very happy to please his fans. That's for damn sure. So, oh, um, I'm sure. So mm-hmm. basically, I've, I've got a I, I just kind of saved my ding, uh, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I still don't have a cowbell. I really need one. Um, so basically, I, I just saved my schedule from the three days because I went all three days. And the first panel I actually went to was John Rice Davies. And first of all, the guy's actually hysterical. Um, he's Hold getting on, up I, there. I got to ask you about his panels. Did you go to his panel with uh, Joss, dude that you talked about last time? The Animaniacs guy? I will get to that later. Okay, so you did go to it? I went to the... Uh, are you talking about the Jess Harnell's panel? Yeah, him. Just Harnell. I don't know if he actually had a panel or it was one that was interfering with something else. But I did see him in a panel that was called um, Twisted Tunes. And that's the, that's the one where he like picks a voice and then like somebody, a celebrity comes in and reads the other role in the skit. Yeah. And it's not it wasn't just him. It was uh, a couple other voice actors that came okay. in and I was dying yeah, that's the one I was, was going to ask if you saw it, because I want to know if you're going to review it. So, yeah, I can wait for it. I just yes, wanted I... to know, because I've been told that John Reese davies was pretty hilarious in there. Yes, he was. He was part and of it, and it was funny. He was not supposed to be in it, but he found out about it and was like, I'm going to go do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. Nobody complained, I can tell you that much right now. Uh, that was the second to the last panel that I went to, so... Um, yeah, it was, it was amazing. I left my ass off for quite a while. So, but anyway, yeah, he's, uh, he's really down to earth and 
I enjoyed what he had to say. You know, people got up, asked questions, and he answered every one of them. He did a couple of different of his characters. Gimli was the biggest one, which made me a little bit sad because it's like, okay, he's done a lot better roles than that. But one of the uh, one of the funniest ones was uh, someone went up and asked him. He said, "They said, hey, so." So you were the narrator for Quest for Glory back in 1992. And like you can see as this guy's asking this question, like the look on his face is like, what in the hell is he even talking about? So then he goes and after he hears the question, he just looks at him and he and he starts giving this like total offhanded hysterical explanation about what it was that he went and did and where he went, you know, like with it. And then like he's like kind of have with there. He's like, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. I spent one, I spent, I, I woke up and, and went into a recording studio to record a few lines and that's it. I, I don't even know what game you're talking about. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> funny. So, <laughs> yeah, but he tried to indulge the guy, but it just, he just couldn't get there. It was quest for glory Four, by the way. Was it? Okay. I don't know which one it was. I played, I think, one and two and five. So I had no idea he was the narrator because I never played that one. Yeah, that makes I've sense. I've never played any of them, so I have no idea. But I could just imagine seeing him like rolling out of bed and just hang over from the night before, strolling into the studio. Like, all right, let's do this, bitch. <laughs> Too much of that dwarven brew. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how he described it. It's like, <laughs> woke up and wandered around the house. I ate some breakfast. And I'm like just kind of leading him on for the question this is hysterical so yeah so he's a he, he was a funny guy he's a good guy i liked him a lot uh i ended up getting my picture taken with him and he was trying to get a get me did it with my me and my youngest son or my youngest middle son and uh he like started like grab like tickling the back of our neck and he's like okay don't smile don't smile don't smile at any time <laughs> anybody tells me not to do that I smile as big as you could be. I started chuckling actually because he did that. And Anthony just looked at the camera stone faced. I'm like, seriously, yeah, nothing, <laughs> nothing phases that kid, but you, you probably, I want to see this picture now. Cause you probably look like he stuck his finger up your butt. No, I have a big ass. <laughs> I have a, <laughs> almost oh, let him do it. Uh, no, I, uh, um, I've got a big cheat, you know, shit eating grin on my face. And he's got this uh, funky look on his face because he was in the middle of saying it when they took the picture. So it's kind of funny looking. But yeah, I'll uh, uh, yeah, well, but yeah, I'll post that up and I'll show you guys the picture. But yeah, he's he's a good guy. I liked him. And now we know who touched you appropriately. That's correct. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, most of most of the questions and stuff for him went the way of Lord of the Rings, and he's a good sport about it. But I'm I'm sure he's kind of over over asking questions on that one but anyway that was my john rice davies spotlight experience it was fun oh that's awesome i don't even know what kind of question i'd ask him i i was trying to relate a question for indiana jones and i couldn't even do that i'm like i don't know i mean that's the first place i've ever known you know just be like yo bro what's harrison ford like <laughs> no don't do that <laughs> no I, I don't need that answer actually oh i will say this i actually will say this is that he uh he did say, don't, don't ask me questions about other people. I'm not going to tell. Oh, wait, no, it wasn't him. It was somebody else. No, he didn't. He didn't say anything. Um, no, but he's, uh, he didn't talk bad about anybody. He had a lot of fun at uh, Orlando Bloom. He had a lot of fun at Orlando Bloom's expense, though. Oh, told a lot of did. jokes about that. Oh, oh, that actually reminds me of another question someone asked. They're like, so how, how fun was it to be working with 
Orlando Bloom. So someone asked him a question about how it was working with uh, Orlando Bloom and if they became friends and do 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 do. And he's like, so he was like 17 and I was in my 50s. We didn't really hang out. Two very different types of people here. And the it was a girl, it was like a teenage girl asking about it. And the look on her face was like major disappointment. Pretty funny. Yeah, that, that makes sense, though. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, they're not, you know, I think I would have asked him what it was like playing an elf after playing a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. So after playing the coolest dwarf ever, you got to play the coolest elf king ever. What was it like playing an elf after playing a dwarf? <laughs> Someone asked him about Treebeard and how he got that role. <clears throat> he was Treebeard? Yeah, he did Treebeard too. And So he's an like, ant, a dwarf, and an elf. Yep. He's been a king like I don't even know how many times. <laughs> many. And anyway. a pilgrim. Anyway, continue. So... Yeah, with the with the tree beer thing, it was uh, basically how did you act that out? And he's like, well, kind of had to I had to go home and think about it because according to the books, he has no facial expressions or any real response to anything. Plus, he talks real slow. So he actually ad ad libbed isn't the right. He took a lot of uh, creative license with that character. He's pretty fun though. Yep. So what was the next thing you did after his uh, after the adventures with? John Reese Davies. So the next thing that I actually went to, also, quick, go over here. Yeah, John Reese Davies, awesome. Like the guy. Met him, shook his hand. Nice guy. All right, so the next one I went to, and this will probably largely only interest Utah people, so I'll cover it quickly, is uh, it was uh, essentially tall tall tales or people, you know, long, long uh, passed down stories, word of mouth type stuff, uh, things that went along in Utah. And what they covered was that there's apparently some lost gold mines out in the Great Basin Valley uh, that the Utes used to uh, have covered. And nobody really knew the location, but they apparently let one miner from the Salt Lake Valley know where the location was. And he would go disappear out there for a few weeks and come back with a bunch of gold. And that, that he was the only person that knew except his son then started doing it after he became ill. So he knew, but he died at some point without divulging the rest of the information. So there's a mine out east in eastern Utah um, that people are continuing to look for and still apparently haven't found it or at least haven't told anybody they found it. And I thought that was kind of fascinating. I've heard this story before. That was the first time I've ever heard it. Well, I was kind of surprised at that. So really, so you've heard it before. So what do you know about it? Uh, just about as much as you do. I think like some tour guide or something like that when we went to the UNAs, um, probably Ranger. See, I get them all mixed up. But anyway... I remember him telling us a story about that to where there's a, a mine. People have always been looking ever since to f try and find that mine, but nobody's been able to find it. I know there's like camping sites that you can go to that have like abandoned mines not too far away from the campsite. So, you know, younger me that, that heard the story, I just get excited and be like, all right, so shall we uh, dig in and let's do this? And not having rope or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it intrigued the shit out of me. I will say that for sure. To wrap up the mysterious Utah stuff, the tall tales, a lot of people who follow aliens know about Skinwalker Ranch. Do you guys know about that? Mm -mm. It doesn't sound familiar to me. It's, um, it's a huge tract of land in Duchesne County. And 
there have been a lot of reported UFO sightings out there. And it's passed down through a couple of different people. Um, it's a place I want to go visit, but a few years ago, it was bought by a huge... It was a big company, and they were doing work for the DOD. And there's a public road that goes through the property, and the company that ended up buying the, the ranch said, I don't care if this is a public road or not, we're, we're going to fence it off. And they fenced off the, pre- the, the public road. So you can't even go drive through it anymore. It's insane. But there have been like weird reportings and stuff like that. And so it's somewhere I've always wanted to go and visit, but I guess I can't actually get onto the ranch anymore. I'd have to go close to it. And that's about it. But yeah, so they talked about that one and that was fun. I like that kind of, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, of tall tales and uh, lore and that kind of thing. So that's why I ended up going to that panel. Oh, awesome. That actually sounds really cool. Oh, it was great. Uh, the next panel I went to was this guy named Daniel Bishop. He's a, a professional storyteller, essentially. He does live, live storytellings and uh, largely kind of ghost stories and stuff like that. And he, he tells us about a couple of his personal experiences. This is actually apparently the first time he's ever done it, like told him his own and how he got into telling ghost stories and whatnot. And it apparently centered around him as a young boy seeing a ghost come up to him and like kind of float over him. And he freaked out and screamed. And he said, now, I, I was subject to night terrors. I still am. So I don't know if I was a nightmare, a waking nightmare, or if it was real. He's like, I have no idea. But that's kind of what got me started on it. And he's a pretty good, pretty good teller. I liked, uh, liked what he had to say so much that I went to the second panel that he did. Hmm. Yeah, he's apparently like won some awards from colleges for telling stories and whatnot like that. So he's uh, turned it into his profession, essentially. Oh, right on. So for my next one, it was supposed to be the Christina Ricci spotlight because she's, uh, I, I've been a big fan of her. I used to watch Casper just for her. She just got kicked off of my hot babe trifecta. No, it's sad. Unfortunately, I didn't get to make it to that because Friday turned into a shit show and I didn't get there until it was halfway over. Made me kind of sad, but you know, that's life, right? So the next one that I went to was uh, Jason Isaacs. And for those who don't know Jason Isaacs, he plays a lot of characters, but most recently and well known for as uh captain of the discovery on star trek discovery but more so would be um lucius malfoy from harry potter the, the guy entertains me uh this is the second panel i've gone to because the first one he did a couple of years ago was awesome i laughed my ass off funny guy he got me to be a little cringy because he started going into a little bit of politics and i'm like dude come on this is entertainment stop he, he touched on it some it wasn't a whole lot but it, it kind of aggravated me. Oh, overall, though, he's he's still a pretty funny guy. I like him a lot. Very entertaining, very fan-friendly. Um, he was also in the uh, Twisted Tunes panel. So we'll talk about that when I get there. So, yeah, what came next? So after that, uh, I went to Katie Sackoff with wait, my wait, wife. Wait. After Jason oh. Isaacs, I know what came next. You hung out with me. That was I the did. best part of the Fan X, dude. That's true. I did. I did hang out with you. In fact, your son wanted to hang out with you so bad that he ditched you to hang out with me. Truth. He did. He was like, <laughs> screw that guy. He's stopping to look at dice. I'm going to go hang out with j while he goes to get his pa- picture taken with Gimli. I don't know who Gimli is, but I mean, it's better than hanging out at the fucking dice booth. Right. <laughs> What's funny about that is that on our way over to do it, he stops at the, he stopped at that uh, Nintendo Switch thing with the, 
uh, Super Smash Brothers. And he's like, I just want to play one round. I'm like, I got a picture I got to go take, though. I, I got to go. But apparently you uh, took him back and uh, he got his butt kicked a few times there, did he? Oh, he got his butt whooped. Yeah. <laughs> uh. It was it was brutal. I enjoyed watching it. I'm sure that would have been fun to watch. Um. Anyway, so next panel I went to is Katie Sackoff, and uh, she's she's actually really down to earth. I follow her on Twitter because um, she's actually pro Second Amendment, and that was what got me to start following her. Uh, she really keeps her politics to herself, though, for the most part, which makes it so I can actually go read her tweets and look at them and whatnot. But um, she told the, the, the fun story about when she got cast as Starbuck. And a lot of people were very, very, in fact, it was even previously mentioned by Vixie in previous episode about how she was upset that they turned Starbuck into a girl. A lot of people were very upset about it, like a ton of people. Well, she'd never seen Battlestar Galactica, the original uh, show. She called her dad to say, hey, I just landed the role of Starbuck on on the new Battlestar Galactica series. And her dad's like, oh, okay, well, congratulations. And she's like, what? He's like, "Eh, why don't you watch? Why don't you go ahead and go watch it? And and you'll you'll know what. And she's like, "Um, okay. So she found it and watched about half of the first episode and has not watched any of the original since because... She found out that he's a dude. So she unwisely at the time went and found an internet cafe because this was back in 2006. Yeah, back in the days of yore. And she's, by her admittance and her words, stupidly got on and started looking for information and people's comments about it. And she's like, I got really bummed out because a lot of people were pissed that I was playing Starbuck. And... So she got, she actually got kind of down on herself, even thought about, if I remember right, she thought about even just withdrawing from the show. Then she decided not to, obviously. And she said, you know, I'm just going to make the character my own and people like it or they'll hate it. And if they hate it and there's enough response, I'll get killed off. So whatever. Um, So as many people that responded negatively to it, there were a lot that responded positively. And really what happened is that she ended up just making it such her own role that she... Her Starbuck character is nothing like the original series Starbuck. So it became very acceptable. But she she was really awesome, really down to earth, just an, enjoys acting. She actually didn't, even when she was in BSG, she didn't know if the acting was what she wanted to do. She finally figured out that this was something she wanted to pursue and got offered the role, uh, her current role in Another Life. So, which is also an actually, I, I like that show a lot. So, thank you, DJ, for turning me on to it. Did you just thank me for turning you on? You, yes, you, you heard that correctly. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I turned him on. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was channeling a little bit of John Leguizamo from uh, Spawn. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, so, um, but yeah, she, she was really cool. I liked her a lot. Um, definitely happy with the fans. I'm guessing she will be back for another round for sure, because I say that a lot. I, I think she will be. She actually <laughs> took a lot of pictures that ended up being posted on Twitter that she loved. I mean, she just went through and liked all of the Twitter pictures from FanX itself. So I, I think she'll end up coming back. That was Freddie. So we will move on now to... Friday night to Saturday morning. A fun little thing. 
about my sister. So she's a volunteer for FanX, and what she does is she drives the people around. She ended up driving around the most popular actor that showed up to FanX this year, which Tony was Davies. No, it was Tom Holland. Oh, who? Spider-Man. Uh, you know, Tobey Maguire. Super fangirl type of shit, man. Um, and okay. Oh, dude, I don't know who you're talking about. You don't know. You know who Tom Holland is? Seriously? Yeah. Who is that guy? I can't. I honestly can't tell if you guys are just messing with me. Nope. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> nope. I don't either. Damn it. I gave myself up. Damn it. <laughs> you laughed. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> did. <laughs> good, good job, guys. <laughs> so, so my sister ended up driving him around all night till like three three thirty in the morning. He got drunk off his ass. It was fantastic. Is he old enough to drink? Right. He's twenty five, dude. What? Yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, no. Yeah, he's he's 25. Or is he 23? Shows here June 1st, 1996. So age 23 years. Either way. He looks like he's still 12. And so. he's old enough to drink. And he was 23. Yep. It was a very <laughs> great year. <laughs> so, but yeah, she, she drove him around all night, which, you know, her daughter is in love with Tom Holland. So she got great joy in finding out her mom drove him around all night and you know apparently he got pretty wasted but he showed up bright and early the next morning and did the panel apparently i did not go to it i had no desire to be in a room with a bunch of screaming girls but apparently it was packed so much that they did open an overflow for him as well and they even did a lottery per ticket for people to go in oh wow uh and they started lining the 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 panel started at 10 and they were lining people up at eight o'clock. Yeah, it was, it was, he was a big deal this year and he had like 10, 10 or 12 photo ops over the course of Friday and Saturday. He was a big deal. It was interesting. I just thought that was fun that the biggest star and my sister ended up driving him around. Wow. That's way cool. It is. Um, and what's fun, actually even a fun, another part that's sad, but funny at the same time is that my sister's daughter had surgery on her knees like a year, year and a half ago because she had something wrong with them where the kneecaps would just pop out of place. Just randomly pop out. Hey, that happens yeah. to my mom. So she'd be walking around, uh, you know, just actually she'd even just be sitting. She wouldn't even be doing anything and they just pop out of place. Well, it turns out it was some issue with her, with the tendons that hold the kneecap in place. So they finally were able to do the surgery and they got the surgery done. And she's been walking around just fine for like the last year and a half. Uh, so she stayed the night on Friday so that we could take her over to Fanex early because she was going to use our lottery drawing because we won two lottery tickets to go see Tom Holland. And we're like, we don't really want to go. She stayed the night over at our place so we could take her over. She's on her way down her, our stairs from our apartment and her kneecap displaced. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh, dude. It was it was swelling in front of my eyes. It was huge. It turned into uh, there was even a picture she put up on Facebook that showed the difference. But uh, it went probably what's a small what's a small ball that's bigger than softball. You're not going to get a non perverted answer out of me right I now. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it swelled bigger than a softball. It was huge. But anyway, she was so damn devoted to it. She's like, no, I'm going. I'm going. And they ended up getting her there and people took pity on her. And she ended up in the front row to see Tom Holland because they put her in the ADA line. That's the line to be in. So, man, she got, you know, yeah, she she may have fucked her knee up, but 
she got everything she wanted as far as Tom Holland was concerned. And all I can say to her is awesome. Congratulations. But yeah, just some fun stories on that. Other than the fact that she sat there swearing like like a sailor on my stairs at eight o'clock in the morning. So speaking of Tom <laughs> Holland real quick. Okay. It is important to note that as of uh, while we're talking on this, it has been re- announced that Sony and Marvel are talking about a new deal for Tom Holland to return to the MCU with Venom. So the talks like just re- just like today started up again. Well, good. I, I think that both of them are being stupid and petty about it. I don't even care. I don't think the talks ever actually broke down. I think this entire time they've just been both sides have been leaking stuff to the media to try and get fans to sway the other side in whatever direction. Yes, you have shared that theory with me. Anywho, let's continue on with the old fan X. Well, first of all, are you guys enjoying this? Is this uh, entertaining to you at all or educational? Well, it is for me because I wasn't able to go. No, okay. so. And I'm well, able to make all sorts of jokes here. So, and, and you know, good stuff um and i had you going with that tom holland thing that tom holland oh i got the cue all right let's mess with him (laughs) got me sort of i was still questioning it but then scotty had a laugh and that did give it away yeah that screws me up every time i'm like my toby mcguire would have got would have given it away but nope i was able to stay dead like focused on what i was going for it was super awesome i'm glad i didn't crack he did pan that shit pretty good um (laughs) so the next one was a really fun one um it was titled so you're saving saying back to the future is bullshit time travel paradoxes in avengers endgame oh Oh my god it was fantastic and there was arguments on the panel about why because they had a time travel author up there Who's like, I, I mean, I write, he's like, I write books about time travel, but apparently there are so many different, like within time travel, there's even different types of time travel writing to do, apparently. Like he focuses on, it doesn't matter what you do, the outcome's always going to be the same. So kind of more of the, uh, the, was it Time Machine by worse? H.G. Uh, Wells. H.G. Wells. Um, kind of like that. that that's kind of where he focuses on is that type of time That's travel. the best kind of time travel because in Time Machine, no matter what you do, things will always play out basically the way they're supposed to, and you can only move forward in time. You can't go back and change stuff. Yeah, exactly. And like if you do change stuff, then, okay, yeah, you got her out of the park, but now something else happens and she dies 10 minutes later instead. Like no matter what you do, she's going to die. Yeah. And you're going to break your heart because if she doesn't die and your heart doesn't break, then you never build the time machine to go back and save her. Exactly. It's it's that paradox situation. So they. By the way, I love that movie. So in case anybody's wondering, the one with uh, Guy Pierce in it. Yeah. Yeah. That one is freaking awesome. The older it's one's on? pretty cool too, but the new one with the one with Guy Pierce is like, Ooh. it's on. Uh, I want to say it's on Netflix right now. Um, it probably I've, is. I should probably watch it. I've watched. I, I've watched it a few times. It's it's a really good one. I enjoy it greatly. So yeah. Um, I was gonna say. Did you read the outline that I sent of the graphic novel? I have not yet, no. Yeah, I mean, it's like 20-something pages, so I don't, I'm not shocked that you didn't read it. But yeah, there's a one story arc in there <laughs> that has time travel. And I was wondering if you were going to call me out on it, but now I ruined that. Oh, well. I guess I'll do that on the next, next one. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, the next one I went and saw, I wanted to go see it because um, I think she's pretty hot. And it was the Once Upon a Time Spotlight with Lana Perea, who plays the Evil Queen, and Rebecca Mater, who plays 
the Wicked Witch of the West. After the way they were interacting on stage, I, was, I think they kind of both swing both ways. Uh, in fact, Lana Perilla is divorced, and but Rebecca Mater is actually pregnant and is with her husband. But they apparently became like super duper uber close friends when it launched, and there was a lot of hand holding and touching and stuff like that on stage. And I'm like, okay, you guys are doing enough stuff to make me think this is this is a kind of a fair type situation. That's interesting. But they were really fun. They were both highly entertaining. Um, I would definitely go watch it again, watch another one of them if they did it again, because they did a lot of laughing stuff. They really appreciated their fans. So um, I did enjoy it a lot. And they talked uh, one of the things I liked was uh, the guy that plays Rumpelstiltskin. He's apparently a very, very, very serious actor. Takes his roles, you know, like he doesn't ever joke on set. So, um, but he's extremely professional doesn't get mad if other people don't take it seriously because he knows it's him but that was fun to get a little insight on him too and apparently he really loved getting splashed with glitter uh on those days he actually shot those ones Hmm. mentioned earlier the storyteller daniel bishop with the release of scary stories to tell in the dark as a movie they decided to ask him if he wanted to come and do a couple of stories from the book so we said sure so i I went and sat on on that and they were able to dim the lights in this one. And he has this little foam campfire thing that he stands around. It's pretty fun. And he was just telling some of those stories. And it took me way back to my, you know, second and third grade days when I first found out about the book. And it's very nostalgic for me, to be honest. So, because I love this. I love that book. And my daughter actually just bought it. I went, ooh, that's going to be the first book I turn into an audio book that I'm not going to sell or make any money off of. But just use it as a portfolio, essentially. Wait, did you just say that your daughter's book's not going to sell? No, 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 no. The scary stories to tell in the dark. She bought it. Oh, and okay. I'm gonna and I'm gonna record it. I want to I want to read through it. And, so you're gonna do an it. unofficial recording. Sorry, my brain like just I disassociated for a second there, and all I heard was recording and not making money. And my daughter and I was like, <laughs> wait a second, did you just say that? Oh, I get it now. So what you're saying is that you're ignoring me. Hmm. I see. I see. Uh, what I'm saying is that for a second there, it hurts. My brain just stopped listening. <laughs> but yeah, I'm ignoring. <laughs> okay, so the last one that I, the actual last one I went to was uh, haunted locations in Utah. Uh, that was fun. It went over just a few different places that were really haunted with some ghost investigators, and one of the investigators that was there um, actually offers tours can't remember the name of the company that he started, but he started because he found out there are a lot of people that like ghosts and, you know, like the the supernatural and stuff like that. So he started it to, you know, obviously to make money, but he did it so that he could help expose people to the kind of stuff. And so I'm thinking I got to go on a ghost tour with him, but I also want to talk to him and see if we can do a recording and actually do some uh, video slat and or audio uh, for our dude stuff just because I think it'd be really fun. But they go to, they talked about a few different haunted locations like the Ogden's, is it a rail station at some point? I can't remember. Well, like the Union Station? Yeah, Union Station. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, apparently that's like one of the, it's reportedly one of the most haunted places in Utah. Dude, I drive by that all the time. There's no ghosts there, I promise. You have to go in, dummy. <laughs> Dude, I can sense them. It's like a sixth sense. I'm like, oh, that place is haunted. I'm not going there. <laughs> 
well, if it's not haunted, then you'll have no problem going with me so that we can do a dude cast about it. Okay. I mean, I don't know if it's still empty. I, I know they do like events there or whatnot, but standing in that uh, corridor or whatever you want to call it, standing inside that room, the main room, it's, it's pretty creepy. Like if you're the only one in there and it's quiet, <laughs> it's yeah. a little freaky. Well, they, they caught some, some EVPs and played them back for us, and they were definitely creepy. Uh, part of the reason I want to do ghost investigations has more to do with the fact that as much as I'm intrigued by it, I'm also very skeptical, and I want to find a way to say, nope, that definitely is not what happened. But I actually wanted to do it for years, and I've just never gone and done it. It was, it was interesting. It was fascinating. There was a lot of different stuff. And they talked about a few different other places that they went to. I think Salt Lake cemetery was one of them they went to i've been up there it's pretty peaceful like if you're walking around and stuff like that that's that's kind of all i've heard so you know they haven't really picked a lot up from there but they did have some interesting pictures but they weren't sure what they were but yeah there's there's a lot of play i've always been interested in the supernatural since as young as i can be probably thanks to the uh scary stories to tell in the dark book (laughs) yeah but yeah, it was uh, it was fun. It was interesting, and I'm glad I went for the for the fact that now I can try to talk to the guy and see if we can I can work something out with him and whatnot. So oh, cool. So the last thing was the Twisted Tunes, and what Twisted Tunes is is that you get some voice actors that go in and they essentially retell a story that's well known. This is the first time I've ever been, but it's done by voiceover actors who will play their voices that they've done in the past um, or currently, whatever. And the person that started it was Jess Harnell, who's most well-known as Wacko from Animaniacs, but he also does a bunch of different other ones. And then uh, Susan Egan, who is, I believe, Meg from Meg, Mag, Meg, I remember, from uh, Hercules, uh, is her biggest, biggest recognized role. But she does a lot of voiceover herself as well. So she was in on the panel along with Billy West. And anybody who knows Billy West, he does Fry and Professor on oh, yeah. Futurama. So he did Love a couple of those. Yeah, he's, he was great. All of them were awesome. And they pulled in a few guest panelists, essentially, to do voiceover stuff. One of them was Ross Marquand. And uh, he's pretty well known as he was in The Walking Dead for a couple seasons. But currently, he was the pers- he was the guy that played Red Skull in Endgame, and was it just Endgame or was it also Infinity War? It's also Infinity it was, War. Yeah, it's in both. Okay, so so he instead of instead of uh, what's his name coming to reprise his role as Red Skull, they had Ross Marquand go in and do it, and he actually did a bang up job. I didn't even know they changed the actor. So um, so he was a guest, and then they had John Rhys Davies come in as a guest. And by guest, I mean they did two scenes of the script. And I don't think I mentioned what script they were going off of, did I? You did not. We didn't get to that. It was The Wizard of Oz. And to hear the wizard through Wacko's voice and the professor's voice was really damn funny. The whole thing was hysterical. It's It was a definite highlight, and I will definitely be going back to it when they do it. Uh, Jess Harnell will come here every year because he loves it so much. A couple of different guest stars on it. I laughed my ass off the whole time. It was just funny. Well done. That's that's all I got. You guys have any questions about that one? I know you wanted to say something about it, DJ, earlier. No, I just wanted to hear a little bit more about it here. Like, I only heard about the one segment 
So I was oh, okay. just hoping to hear like some other cool guests that came in on that panel. All right. So they had Ross Marquand, John Rice Davies, Jason Isaacs. He was another one. I think there was one more, but I'm not positive. I don't think I ever wanted to uh, see a Wizard of Oz thing more than that. So, I mean, they had, you know, they just did the, the different character voices. They, they literally read from the script of the movie and did their character voices. They were signed them before each scene. <laughs> and so, you know, you'd have different voices popping up and, and whatnot. And there was a lot of stuff about not doing drugs. It's an interesting scene. No, the drugs came up a lot. Hmm. So, especially in the uh, wacko. That's important. Stay away from drugs. They do bad things. They make you pee on people and um, piss off your friends who give you a place to stay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, it, and the other thing, too, is that that voice will stay with you forever. If Wacko told you to do something, you'd probably do it. Oh, right? Call. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault that I killed him. Wacko told me to. <laughs> Oh, oh man! The other part, the other part of it was really fun to see some of my favorite characters, animated characters, kind of come to life through their voice acting and be able to just hear it firsthand, not through recording or anything, but just just be able to hear it. That was really fun for me to hear Fry and Wacko. Wacko's always been one of my favorite characters. I love that guy, kid, whatever the dog, not dog. That was fun. I will definitely be going back for that one. I would actually pay, probably pay gold, gold pass prices to go see that one thing if that was my only option that's how entertained i was so would you pay vip prices to go see that probably not no that it's not worth it what is vip for they have that separate line that puts you at the front of the line they let the people in the vip line in first so if there's enough people in the vip line to fill up a panel then they don't let anybody from the anybody else in so i mean that never happens but it's possible that it could happen. Yeah, but I, I did VIP tickets one year. And um, aside from that, it wasn't all that beneficial. And they were like 50 bucks more per ticket uh, than the gold pass is. So yeah, the gold pass is pretty much good enough. I mean, you still even get, if I remember it, you still even get the same photo op credit and stuff. So it's not a huge advantage. And usually as photo on photo ops, there's like one or two that I really want to go get a photo with and that's it. That's how I ended up with William Shatner. Well, I can tell you at this one, if you were not a VIP pass holder, then it was incredibly difficult to get a signature from John Reese Davies because his line was so long and mm-hmm. there were so many VIPs jumping in the line that they had to implement a thing where it was like for every two or three VIPs, they had to let a gold pass member through because there were too many VIPs in the line. And with the short amount of time he had between panels and other stuff, they had to be like, okay, well, there's like 50 people in this line. It's going to take them two hours to get through it. And there's all of these other guys over here and we only have him sitting here for the next three hours. So if we let VIPs just keep getting in the line and not ever bring any gold members up, then nobody's ever going to get a signature. I'm not, I'm actually not even surprised he was that, that popular. People like the guy. So great narrator too. Yeah. I should get him to narrate something for me someday before he dies, which he won't do because he's not only a dwarf, but he's an elf and those are like super immortal. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that was largely my fan experience. Oh, I will say this: uh, uh, the KidCon, where you basically let 
take your little shit to run around for a little while and do more child-friendly convention stuff. Uh, it was really good. Apparently, I found out that one of my brother's best friends in high school, who my sister that volunteers there, also knew pretty well. It's the one that started the KidCon. He's the one that got all of the neat stuff in there and whatnot. They knew him from high school. I know who he is. Didn't recognize him because he looks way different than he did in high, when he was in high school when I was, you know, 10. I, I just learned a lot of interesting stuff about how much people that I know have been or are involved in in doing the pulling this convention off. But KidCon was really good. Yeah, hopefully next year we'll be there and have our own panel. And I sure hope so. It'll be fantastic. Just dudes being dudes at mm-hmm. Fanex. Yeah, so when are we going to start doing our live show? Oh, crap, live. We've never <laughs> talked about live before. Man, we just finally hit weekly, and now we're going to go straight to live? Like, yeah, straight man, to live. You, you guys are live. Got to do it now. Damn it, you guys are ball busters. This is why I can't ever, like, <laughs> relax. Because it's like, all right, we're doing weekly. Now let's, weekly's not good enough. We got to start doing live. <laughs> and I'm going to need to hit up Gary Busey for some cocaine if this keeps up. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it. You know what? I just decided I know what we're going to do for a live show. I just came up with it. I've been kind of planning this for a little bit. I wasn't going to do it for a live show, but... I think this would make for a good live show. I think we all need get on Amazon, pull up double dragons, hit play at the same time, and then just like live show our live reactions as we watch this show. Like what the fuck? Hmm. All right. All right. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that worked. I, I expected a little bit of argument there. Nah. <laughs> nope. Nope. Not from us. I don't want money. You know, sweet double dragon. <laughs> I think it was on Amazon. Let me double check. It's on, on Amazon before we commit to this <laughs> prime video on my watch list. Double dragon. There it is. Boom. Okay. So yeah. Oh my God. The gates on here too. I didn't even look for that one. <laughs> you know, we're still recording, right? Doing a show. Yeah, I'm going to make you guys watch the gate now. Just so you know, we're going to watch some Canadian horror. Oh, I'm sorry. I killed you. eh? Here's your head here. I'll put it back on. There you go. All better, eh? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Canadian horror? Yeah, The Gate is a can- Canadian horror oh, movie. I really I really feel like that's what would happen in the whole movie. Oh, imagine Jason, not Jason, a uh, uh, guy with the ski mask and the machete. What's his name? Jason. Oh, it is Jason? Okay, I was thinking of this chainsaw oh. guy. Um, imagine him going through. Oh, guys, you better run, eh? And then the dumb girl trips and falls, and she's like, "Hey, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, oh. you're bleeding a lot. I'm sorry about that. Let me go clean that up. I'm sorry. I cut your hand off, eh? <laughs> Let me get. I'll get you some beer. <laughs> All right, that's more like it. We've made fun of Canadians, so. Yep. And don't don't at me on the Canadian making fun of stuff because I am Canadian, half Canadian. He's a Canadian descendant, unfortunately. Well, see, Canada can actually make fun of themselves because they actually have this show called Canada's Worst Handyman. And it chooses like five different people to uh, stay in this cabin or some something like that and uh, have them do just basic tasks of like handyman work. And they some of the people they found to do this show suck so bad <laughs> it makes me feel like i could build a house <laughs> that's funny actually you know another good canadian comedy is uh, letter kenny 
I haven't heard of that one. It's on Hulu. Uh, it's just one word, Letter Kenny, and it's it's Canadian sitcom, and it's it's hysterical. Oh man, I'll have to check it out. I would say don't watch it with kids around, but you don't have kids, so you know. Yeah, so I'm I'm good there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just it's super deadpan humor, and like they deliver their lines completely deadpan. It's great. So. Oh, the other show that uh, came out of Canada too. It just hit me. Uh, the Red Green Show. Was that Canadian? That was Canadian. I always thought it was like Wisconsin or something. <laughs> well, it's near Canada. It's, it's pretty close. <laughs> uh, you know, or Minnesota. Um, I loved the Red Green Show. I thought that was so funny. I used to watch that after Red Dwarf. Um, let's see. I'm I'm fact checking myself. What you say? We wrap this bitch up. Right. We can talk about awesome Canadian actors on the next episode. Yeah, we got to find come. something to talk about next week. So exactly. <laughs> and this is the part where I superimpose our closing. Thanks for listening. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash dudes from Alteria. Yeah. And you can check us out on our Reddit page too uh, at Reddit slash R slash dudes from Alteria. <laughs> I might just keep that. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have anything going on on a Reddit page? No, it's still nobody's like followed it or gone there and said, hey, you guys suck or whatever they're going to say. I mean, it's Reddit, so I expect them to come in and be like, you guys suck. (laughs) That's true. That is true. Yep. I might keep that. I like that one, J-Ro. I I think that's what we're going to go with. I'm not even going to come up with something else. I might. I'll probably come up with something else because... Or I'll keep that in there, and then I'll play my something else. There you go. And don't forget to check us out on Spotify and iHeartRadio and Podbean and iTunes and Google Play. Ah, yes, the Google. Google Play. Yep. So I guess see you later, dudes. All right. Until next time. Have a good one, everybody. Stay fresh, cheese bags. God damn it. Back to the cheese bags. We really need to change up that line. <laughs> I can't wait till we have a video of you eating a Twinkie Wiener sandwich, just so you know. Yeah, I, I have. Oh, by the way, on that, uh, we'll go to Patreon if you want us to see it. Do it. I know how we can do safely do sour milk or spoiled milk. It's more of a sour milk. Just get some buttermilk. Uh, no, I mean, we don't know if the milk was actually expired, but his reaction when he smelled it kind of tells me it was. It looked chunky and oily. It looked separated. <laughs> so oh, tasty. Mm-hmm. That's that. If you want to see us dudes eat this Twinkie Wiener sandwich, head over to patreon.com slash dudes from Alteria and get us some buckazoids to bring us up to the $20 per month. We will be using that money to resurrect Raven and buy him some new gear. Oh,